We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Another special edition of the Quarantine Stream. Matinee edition, JLs. Brunch edition. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man, JLs from Nick and Time Show. Special guest, JLs. Special, special. He, he did two he tours with the Knicks. Two tours man, with the JLs from Nick and Time Show in 2010 and as well as 2012. Number two, Raymond Felton in the building. Yeah. Welcome to the show, man. Definitely appreciate you giving us some time. How you feeling, bro? Oh man, I'm good, man. I can't complain. As good as I can be during these times. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's definitely tough times, but like I was saying, you know, we definitely appreciate you coming on and, and uh spending some time with the fans. Before we get started, salute to everybody in chat. Once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Tonight's hashtag JLS. Uh it's an easy one. Real, real obvious. Tonight's hashtag is gonna be Nick's tape. So throwing Nick's tape okay. in the chat to salute <laughs> Ray Felton in the building. Amen. All right, Ray. So you came to the Knicks in 2010. Right. When you came from Charlotte, you know, you had a steady five years there. You was averaging 13 and six. But when you got to the Knicks, you had a surge in points and assists, 17 points per game, nine dimes in 54 games. Um, what was it that clicked like that? You know, you just had that surge in performance. Well, just that. Just that chemistry, you know, that system, you know, playing with guys like Amari, you know, uh, Wilson Chandler, you know, Gallinari, you know, just different guys that was on that team, man. We were special. Tony Douglas, you know, it was it it, 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 it was fun, man. It was fun. Like we were just young and just having just having a good time. And that system, probably one of the best systems for offense in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it was just it was just running gun, and I just I love. <clears throat> I loved it, man. It was beautiful. You know, that D'Antoni system, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that D, that D'Antoni. How, how would you describe that D'Antoni system? It's just, it's just, it's just confidence, man. It's free, you know, and it's just like get the ball up and down the court, pick and roll, 
And if you got an open shot, take it. You know, and that's just how he coached. You know, he he coached confidence. You know, if you didn't want to shoot the ball, you're going to sit on his bench. And I don't know too many guys who playing basketball. If a coach tell them to, to shoot, they ain't going to shoot the ball. You Thanks. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> he gives you the utmost confidence, man, in that system. And just, you know, being a point guard in that system, having that green light, having the, the confidence that he gave me and gave, you know, everybody on the team, man. It just made my job easy for real. Made my job easy. You know, you you and Stat really hit it off with the chemistry. The, the chemistry was potent. Um, Stat mm-hmm. came in, he, he embraced the city right away, and he was dominant for, for quite a few, you know, games out there. Nine straight games with 30-plus points. Um, how did you feel like, you know, you guys were able to click that that fast? Well, just knowing him since high school, man. You know, we came up in high school ranks together. Same McDonald's game, AAU tournaments, camps. Like, we've known each other since our childhood, since the grind of getting to the point where we was at, getting to the NBA. So, you know, just knowing each other from that time and just just having that chemistry from day one, just from the friendship, and it just carried on to the court. And like I said, just being in that system, man, it was just, it was it was beautiful. And I just, I wish that could have stayed a little longer than it did, you know, that was, that was, that was, that was hurtful for me, you know, just missing that time and just seeing where it could have went. Yeah, I, I could imagine, man. You know, you know, one of the coaches that the Knicks are looking at this offseason is um, Kenny Atkinson. And he yeah. was an assistant coach when you were there in that D'Antoni system. Um, talk a little bit about how, how you worked with Kenny Atkinson and, and some of the things that he worked with you on your game. Um, just as a, as a point guard and just, you know, uh, Kenny was a, he was a tough coach. And he was one of those people who would get out there, he would get in front of you and try to guard you and, He'd be running through the plays just as hard as players. You know, he was just he was just that personable. He was just that type of person. You know, he he one of those coaches who will get out there and, and just show you how to do things if he don't like the way you're doing it. You know, that's just, that was his attitude. And he's a he's a great guy. He's a great coach. Never coached, never played up on him as a head coach, but as an assistant coach, you know, he was um he was great. You know, he was great for me. He was great for the team, just for the camaraderie and just what the fire that he brought to the team. It was it was it was fun. That, that's what's up, man. And you know, you had, you had mentioned that you, you regretted how your first tour ended so abruptly after after fifty four games. Um, talk a little bit about that side of the business. I mean, you coming in as a free agent, they're mm-hmm. courting you, and you know, probably explaining to you how you're the future and so on and so forth. And then, boom, fifty four games into it, the trade rumors are going in, and ultimately you end up in Denver. I mean, what's that feeling like when when you end up getting traded? At my age at that time, it was, it was, it was hurtful. It was, it was a lot of things. You start questioning things. You just, you know, you just go through that moment where it's just like, you're not understanding that, you know, part of being in the NBA is it's a business. And being my sixth year in the NBA, like I wasn't understanding that yet. I didn't grasp that. And, you know, I was angry and I was just like, you know, why would you trade me after the numbers I put up and, what we've changed around in this in, in in the Knicks program and just you know it was just a it was just a lot you know especially when I knew that Melo was probably going to still come to the Knicks that next year you know what I'm saying I understand trying to get Carmelo Anthony you know he's he's a Hall of Famer you know one of the best players to play this game and you know he's a, a dear friend of mine like a brother to me so you know I understood him coming I wanted him to come but I just didn't want myself to get taken out of the equation you know. You know during that time, you know, so I would have loved to see what it would have been like all of us playing together. And we did end up getting to play with each other years later. Yeah. But during that time when we was rolling, 
added him to that team, I think we could have been something special. So it was interesting because um, did you ever think to call Melo and be like, hey, can we form a big three the next year? <laughs> That's year? what I'm saying. Like, like, what Miami was doing. and so you right, can- right. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I never really thought about it at that time. Like I said, I was just young and just enjoying playing basketball, love being in the NBA and just not really thinking about the business side of it like that. Like I have knowledge of it now at this, at this current time. You know, <laughs> if it was now, I would be like, yeah, hey, Melo, just, you know, let's just, let's do something this summer. You know, just hold it out a little bit, you know, say over there in Denver, and uh, let's do something special over here in New York next summer. Cause you know, we, we want you for sure. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we, this opportunity gonna still be here, but you know, that's how it goes sometimes, man. You, you can't control it, you know? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying we we needed that depth, man. We, you could have had Ray Mello, Stack, mm-hmm. Wilson. You know what I mean, Danilo. You still had Landry Fields there. Yeah, right. Jeffries. You know that depth. We needed that depth, man. That trade crushed us. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like our front office kind of crushed under the pressure because there was rumors that Brooklyn was trying to get Mello too. Right. And I right. think they they were they kind of jumped the gun. It was like, nah, 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 don't, not the new don't guy. Don't fold it, man. Yeah, it was just like you know what, pull the trigger, and yeah. hopefully we got re- we, we hopefully we'll get Ray back. And we we actually did end up getting you back eventually in uh, 2012. Um, so <clears throat> when you got traded back to the Knicks, though, what were you thinking? Like, because usually players when they get traded, like you said, there's like a, a little bit of an animosity. Right. But so what were you thinking when they asked you to come back? Well, it really wasn't no animosity, you know. I mean, I had nothing but love for the Knicks organization, for the city, period, because they ain't did nothing but open, welcome me with open arms and just and love me as a player, the fire and the desire that I brought to the game. So there was no no hate there. It was like it was like a trust issue a little bit, you know. What I'm saying, yeah. What y'all gonna do? Send me off again? Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But it was just like you know what? You know they got a great team over here. They was forming a great team up on a great coach. You know, Coach Woody, and I love him to death. You know, mm-hmm. still should be the coach there, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> he's a, you know, he's like a, a coach, a father figure. He's just all of the above for me, you know what I'm saying? Just having that relationship with him for years. Um, you know, coming back was definitely not a problem, man. You know, I, I would have, I would do it again 20 more times. You know what I'm saying? It was just, you know, coming back to that city and that fire being in the, the garden. That's a, it's amazing, man. I love it. Absolutely. I, I still feel like the Knicks fans still love you because I still remember when you was in OKC and you came back and listen, let's be real. Ray was the last good point guard that we had, bro. He, he was. <laughs> was he was it. the last real point guard that would Ray play was the last good point guard this team was no, no shade to the rest, but we just being honest, man. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But okay, so during the climate though of New York was we had just finished going through insanity. Mm-hmm, yep. So did you did you feel like there was like a little bit of extra pressure come back because Knicks fans were like, well, we went Lynn and then Lynn did not, did not come back and then we have you. So did you feel like any extra pressure be like, I have to prove? No, nah, it wasn't really no pressure. I knew I had to step up. I knew I had to, you know, I had to bring it, you know, each and every night and I had to bring it that season. But pressure, nah, because I, I have confidence in what I bring to the table and what I can do on the court. And then looking at the team that we had, like, it was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to be all right over here. You know, you had J-Kid. Yeah. You know, that was a mentor to me that that was going to help my game. And then you got Melo over there. You got, I mean, shoot, JR. We had still have Stat. We had Tyson. You know, we had we had my OGs, Kirk Thomas, Marcus Camby at the time. We had Sheed. 
I mean, the list goes on. Pablo, my Pablo. man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was just, you know, we we had a we had a team set up to win it all, man. It was just, it was disappointing how that how that season ended, man. It, it, that, that was another hurtful thing too, that season and that playoffs against Indiana that year. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I agree. Cause we had a lot of vets on that team who, who carried that team. So I mm-hmm. felt like we ran out of steam towards the end. But during the actual season though, what did you feel like clicked for you guys? Because I, I know there was a lot of veterans that I know that probably helps. When you had a coaching staff that we had, man, it was like a whole bunch of coaches who actually played the game. Like they they played on a professional level. They played in the NBA during their time. And just having coaches who who understand the basketball side of it and off the court and just, you know, that chemistry that we had, we just we was close, man. We all was like family. You know, they they they, they called it Nick's table. It was really Nick's table was a family. Like it was, it was real from the coaches to the players. And really to the fans, like it was like a fan base season. Like you know, we we all was connected, and you know, it was just it was just beautiful to see. It was beautiful to be a part of. You know, what I'm saying like that coaching staff was amazing. You know, Woody was great. Woody he was just, you know, he was a coach that understood. You know, he gave us the freedom, but at the same time, like he he let us know he was in charge. You know, what I'm saying so. You know, it got times we have battles. At times we have our disagreements. You know, as players and as coaches, but at the end of the day, we respected him. And I think a lot of that is missing in the game nowadays that, you know, sometimes these young guys don't respect their coaches. Mm-hmm. And that's, 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 that's not a good thing, man. You know, you got these old school coaches who are starting to leave the game and retiring or, you know, going into the front office and, you know, the young coaches are coming in and it's like, it's like, you know, like I, I miss those days when a coach would get on you and you would take it. You know, I've seen Greg Popovich, I mean, get on Tim Duncan like, like he was yeah. a, like he was nobody, you know what I'm saying? This is Tim Duncan, you know what I'm saying? I've seen that with my own eyes and that's how it should be. And every player should take it and know that it's coming from a good place. It ain't coming from, I'm trying to disrespect you. I'm trying to embarrass you. It's coming, I'm trying to get the best out of you. And that's how I always took it. You know, I think that's something that's that's starting to leave the game now, man. It's, 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 it's missed for real. You know, Ray, you, you mentioned um, Jason Kidd's impact on, on that team and as a mentor, how, how did he help you specifically, and, and what do you felt like, you know, how he elevated the team? How did you feel like he specifically elevated the team? I mean, just his presence, man. He just, his knowledge of the game was, was it's, it's, it's impeccable, man. I, I, I can't even speak on it. Just the things he knew. He would tell me something on the court to do something, and it would cause me to get a wide open layup. Like, it was crazy. Like, he would tell me in the huddle, like, I want you to do this when you come off this, when you come off this screen, you come off this pick. And when I do it, it's like, it was like, it opened up like the Red Sea. It was just like this. And I get all the way to the basketball level and I just be like, wow. Like, how did he know that was gonna happen? How did he foresee that before the play even started? You know what I'm saying? It was just things like that that he would do for me, man. And just, just picking his brain, just talking to him. And I was always a person who wanted to learn. Like, I was never like, oh, I'm the start point guard. I'm, I'm like, I know everything. Nah, I wanted to learn. I, I picked his brain. I talked to him all the time during practice, after practice working with him, looking at film, like it was just, it was just that type of relationship. And he was open to it. He was open to helping me. He was hoping to showing me things. And man, I, I thank him for that, for real. That, that's what's up, man. And, and his impact on the team was, was was so obvious, you know, and, and being able to play off ball, you had a two guard rotation out there, extra facilitator. He was able to knock down a three earlier in the season and uh, the, the hockey assists and JK was just cerebral out there, man. I, I loved this, the, what he brought to that team. Real. Me too, man. It's like, 
you, you take him off that team, you take away just like the camaraderie. And then that's what you need sometimes. Sometimes you see these teams who got a great team, they're young, and you're just trying to figure out what are they missing. Sometimes you need that that leader, that that older veteran that can just, you know, keep guys together and keep guys together in the locker room, off the court. You know what I'm saying? Because that stuff matters more than being on the court. You know, you have to get along and love, not love each other, but get along yeah. with each other enough to like have that type of chemistry. So when you're on the court, you know, y'all fight for each other. Y'all got each other's back. And a lot of that is missing too. A lot of that is missing in, in some of these young teams where you look at their team like, man, this team is too talented to be losing every night, but they they don't have that, that leadership. They don't have that veteran in the locker room hmm. on the court with them that can like, like shake things up when it's time to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's miss. True, true, true story, man. Well said. Uh, and you mentioned the chemistry and camaraderie. Who was like the, the prankster on the team, you know, that, that got you through those tough times? You guys were playing back-to-back-to-back nights on that schedule. You know, who, who was the guy that, that was uh, the jokes on the team? We didn't really had no jokes. We had some funny dudes, man. Kirk Thomas probably might have been one of the funniest dudes on the team. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk is quiet, but Kirk yeah. is funny, man. Kirk Thomas is funny, man. <laughs> My I OG, he was off the chain, so he was one of the, and that's what I'm talking about. He was a veteran. He was a guy that he was like 18 years in, and he understood his role, and he just, you know, he was there to like, to keep us together, man. You know, we had bad times. He'd come in and say something, and it was just like everybody would start laughing, man. It was just like, you know, that what we was dealing with at that time and what we was upset about is like now it's gone. You know, and that sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes that's what you need. But you know, if I had to give it to somebody, it was it was Kurt. We had a lot of funny people on that team, but Kurt yeah. Thomas. Is- you know, a lot of Knicks fans always point to that game in Utah, man, when Kurt was playing on that broken foot. Yeah, man. And, and gave it all he had, man. And that was a tough That's win. Hard. Knicks don't really win in Utah that much. You guys were injured. A lot of guys were out that game. And, and Kurt came in, dropped about eight points, broken foot, Jalis. And, and walked off. He's like, that was that was it, man. That that was Boy, it. That is, like, that's just that's that's that sums his career right there, man. He was a grinder. He was a guy that that fought and brung it every night. That's why he played for so long. You know, even even without playing for 10, 15 games straight, you put him in the game, and that's what he'd give you. He'd give you eight buckets, he'd give you nine rebounds, he'd give you those hard picks that it get you wide open that a lot of people don't see on the stat sheet. Like it's just things like that that he he understood his role and that's why he played for so long. And he's just a great guy in the locker room. He's a great guy, period. And like I said, things are like that are just are just missed in the game now. You miss that now. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I know you kind of already talked about um Woodson's coaching style and stuff. So I, I want to ask you something else too. Cause you have Woodson coming up and, and Atkinson coming up. I'm not sure if you even if you won't even want to answer this right this way. Do you feel like you would pick Woody over Atkinson, or how do you feel like you compared it to? Oh man, man, let's see. That's 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 a tough question. <laughs> that's a tough question to answer because you know I got a relationship with both of them. You know, what right. I'm saying? I got a relationship with both of them, so I like I wouldn't want to say I like one coach better than the other. All right, so you can tell us what you like about either one. But I've never played for Coach Atkinson, so I, I can't. If I got to get the upper hand, I'm gonna give it to Coach Woody. You know what I'm saying? Because because mm. I played for him. I've, I've been in the locker room with him. I've been in battles with him. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know him in a, in, a, in a better way than I do Coach Atkinson as a head coach. But I know Coach Atkinson. He's a great coach. I, I won't take nothing from him. And he deserves a head coaching job. I will say that. You know what I'm saying? But if I had to choose a coach, then I'm, I'm going I'm to choose Coach Woody for sure. 
All right, you you heard that here first, Knicks fans. All right, he's putting his hat in the <laughs> ring for Mike exactly. Woodson. <laughs> this is the debate. This is the debate that's going on within the chat for the last few weeks. So that's why you asked me that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Two great coaches, man. I mean, that's that's that, that's a great debate, you know. You and you will win with either one of those coaches, you know that. And I will tell the Knicks fans that you'll win with either one of those coaches. You mm. you already seen Coach Woodson. You've seen what Coach Atkinson did over in Brooklyn, you know, with the injuries and just with the different things that he had. You know, he's he's been in the playoffs, but maybe not as much winning seasons as as they may want. But you know, he's just a he's a hard farting guy, farting coach, Coach Woody. He's just an old school coach who going who who know how to change with the times. And that's what I love about Coach Woody. He's Interesting. He still knows how to change with time with the young guys. And, you know, sometimes that's what you need. That's important. Relatability is important, especially with these young guys right now. That's, you're absolutely right about that. True, true story. Um, Jails, before you, before you get to that question, I just want to salute to the chat. Hit that reset real quick. Salute to everybody oh, yeah. in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're talking to Raven Felton live in view right now. Throw a Knicks tape in the chat to salute Rayfell. All right, go ahead. All right, cool. So first and foremost, I want to thank you because uh, during that 54-win team, I was talking to a, a girl who was a Celtics fan, and y'all beat the Celtics in the playoffs. <laughs> and I thoroughly believe that we're not talking right now because I rubbed it in too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, hey, it was it was great to beat the Celtics, man. Uh, listen, I love KG before Boston. I, I hated Paul Pierce as a player. You know, it was just good to to finally beat them, man. I oh yeah, it. Ooh, Paul Pierce got on my nerves so much. Loved oh. it. Oh, all right. Anyway, but um, so after after that Boston series, you ran into the Pacers and we ended up losing uh, to the Pacers. So can you tell me what you felt like went wrong during that series? Ain't nothing went wrong, but we lost the first game. We hmm. lost our first game. We never recovered because we could never beat them there. But after that, they could never beat us in New York either. But we lost that first game that gave them the the home court advantage. So they was able to get the four wins before we could, you know, mm. one of those first two games, yeah. even if we lost the next two in Indiana, it didn't matter because they could never beat us in New York. So we still would have won in game seven or whatever could have happened at that point. I would still love to see we have got the game seven, what would have happened? But it was just, that first game really hurt us, man. It, it hurt us. It hurt did, us. did you feel like not wrapping up the Celtics earlier than you should have kind of impacted that game one start? I'm not going to say it impacted it. It might have threw us off a little bit, um, but, like, impacted us? Nah. Nah, mm. I, I feel like we still should have won that series versus Indiana. Mm. Cool. So, um, how did you reflect on the, the 2013 season? Because I know it ended, like, at 37-45, and I missed the playoffs. So, yeah. like, how did, what was the thought process after that season was over to kind of bounce back and move forward? Well, after that season, the the season that uh, we didn't make the playoffs, which was my second year there back, um, I left. Me and Tyson got traded to um, yeah. Dallas. Yeah. To Dallas that year. And I had a lot of stuff that I was dealing with off the court, you know, that whole deal, that whole spill and whatever with that. Yeah. But um, that year was just a lot of injuries, man. I was hurt for about 20 games. Melo yep. was out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari was out up until like January. Uh, we just had a lot of injuries, man. It was just, guys were just just banged up, man. It was just, it was just like one of those years where it's just like, you know, we and we still fought. I think we still ended the season like a sixteen-four run, like uh, whatever yeah, it was. Just um, missed the playoffs by one game. Yeah. yeah you know so we we still after we got healthy, we still showed that we still was a team that that can still win games and still be in the playoffs and still be a contender. But you know, you have a season like that, you know, that's not. 
that's not a that's not a good sign or a good thing. In, in yeah, the, so, get you out of there fast, man. So, plus that Barnyani trade. I mean, I mean, the Barnyani I'll, trade. I'll, I'll say you don't got to say, right? I'll say, yeah, man, right. that, that Barnyani <laughs> trade. The Knicks fans did not like that move. Oh, he man. was not the Hibbert stopper. That was a terrible oh, trade, Ray. I'm sorry, us. man. Give a picks. I ain't gonna comment on that. All right, sorry, sorry. It's all good. Let y'all have that. All right. Yeah, it was different. Put like that. It was different. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I do. I, I do wish that you know sometimes fans and and front office recognize the difference between a bad team sometimes and when people are injured and kind of move accordingly. I feel like sometimes they get a little bit ahead of themselves with the moves and the record when injuries has a lot to do with what's going on on court. So I wish that people had that. Yeah, I admit that sometimes teams move move a little too fast and not give it a chance to like see what can happen one more year. I mean, we just we just saw that firsthand, you know, when we was watching the last dance. How they told them guys that you know y'all win six championships and y'all not going to be together no like we ain't gonna try to see if we can win another one. I'm not gonna try to see if win seven. It's just it's over now. It's just like, why? You yeah. know, and it, yeah. it just proves that you know that just sometimes that's just how it goes. You have no control of what happens sometimes, man. That's just how it is. Sometimes it is just the luck of the draw, for real. Um, so a lot of people had their garden moments here, and I know we've had a lot of big moments, hit a lot of clutch shots. Uh, do you have a, a standout moment in your mind that you uh pulled off in the garden? Oh man, I mean, it's so many big time games, man. You know, just that big that game we had versus Boston. Yes. <laughs> versus Boston, man. Like that was. That was oh, the Boston games. Oh my god, okay. that was rocking. You know, we just went. We was just going back and forth. That game was just. That game was crazy, man. You know, but just a game winner for me was um, my first time around in 2010. We was playing against um Toronto, and I hit that game. You know, oh yeah. On Calderon off the pick, you know, what I'm saying with the spin off and then the step back, and the ball kind of went up and then twirled around the rim a little bit and it went mm-hmm. down. So, you know, that was a that was a big moment. But good time in CP on the production. I see. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I had it had it rocky, man. I got to get all that together, man. And you know, Ray, last year when you came back with the Thunder, uh, uh, the Garden gave gave you was was calling for you to, to jump into the game, man. What what's that like to still get love from Knicks fans even when you're not on the team? Oh man, that that um that made me smile, man. You know, it just it just shows that you know they they appreciated what I brought to the table and what I did when I was here, when I was with the Knicks. And that's that's something that will always be with me, man. I always cherish those times there and those moments, man. It was it was special, it was special. Who who were the guys on the team, whether your first tour, or your second tour? Who who are you closest with on on those teams? I mean, really everybody, man. Like for real, to be honest, we all we all did stuff together. We all hung out. You know what I'm saying? Like I. I've always had a personal relationship with Melo and Mari just from knowing each other through high school, playing in the camps and the same McDonald's game, all that stuff together. You know, we always had that that relationship, knowing each other since we was kids. But um, yeah, I mean, I had a great relationship with Jr. Shump. I mean, I mean, Jay Kid. You know, Sheed and you know Kirk Thomas and Marcus Cameron. Those guys were my my OG. So you know, what I'm saying like you know that relationship was there, like big brothers. You know, he had Kmart who came on, who ended up being a great friend. You know what I'm saying? We still good friends to this day. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just, the list goes on, man. Like, Pablo, that's my main Pablo. Name. Pablo. <laughs> yeah, Pablo was that guy, man. Yo, bring back Pablo, man. Thanks. I want him coaching, for real. Pablo, <laughs> man, it's a, it's a good dude. He knows the game, too. Mm. He knows it big time. So, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, all of us, man, just has a have a special relationship just from that 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 era, just that Knicks tape era, man. We all just so tight and so close. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, tough. There's a lot of great point guards coming up in your era. Mm-hmm. You gotta tell me, who are your toughest competitors at the point guard position? Ooh, man, that's a lot tough. of dogs. It was a lot of a dogs, lot. man. That's tough, man. That's <laughs> tough, man. I can I can break it down from the time I've been in the league, man. You know, because you know you got some young guys now who 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 is doing their thing that I have to give props to. But when I first came in the league, man. A lot of people don't know, man. Andre Miller was a beast. Oh, Andre man. Miller was a dimer, man. <laughs> Andre Miller was a beast, man. I played against Andre Miller, Big Shot, Steve Nash. I mean, I played against Jay Kidd before I even played with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it was, man, shoot, man. Baron Davis, <laughs> he was in Golden State. Like, I mean, it was just, it was tough, man. It was tough, man. TJ Ford was a problem. TJ Ford was a beast. Mm. TJ Ford was a sleeper, man. That injury hurt him, but TJ was a problem. Listen, man, it was just, I mean, I can I can go on and on with point guards, man. And then, you know, as I got a little older, you know, you had guys like Russell Westbrook come in, John Wall, Steph Curry, Kyrie was a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was just like, it was just, it just, the list can go on, man. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. That point guard position, man, if you ain't ready to go, man. <laughs> you, you, you had to get your sleep every night, huh? Yeah, man. You gotta- <laughs> to bring it every night. I'm telling you that. Nice bats. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Thoughts on another point guard, uh, your fellow alum, uh, Cole Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. What Cole. Are thoughts on him coming into the league and mm-hmm. any advice for him once he gets here? Do you want him on the Knicks? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know how guys feel about playing somewhere where they where they where they from or where they're close to where they're from. You know what I'm saying? That could that could be a lot of pressure. That can be a lot on mm-hmm. you. You know, just from a lot of things, you know, people want right. people, you know, just period, always trying to trying to get you to do this, do that. Mm. Come here, come there, you know, you want to kind of as a rookie, you want to be relaxed, be comfortable too, you know, saying so kind of be relaxed and kind of just be being grind mode, you know what I'm saying? So um Cole is just uh he's just he's a he's just one of those special players where, you know, you know, the, you can't take about what happened at Carolina this year and put that into who he is as a player. You know what I'm saying? Just, they had a rough year. You know, he got hurt, and that was just, you know, you, you take him off that court, you know, that's the playmaker. He's the guy that, that gets gets things done for them. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, with him, I think his biggest thing when he get there, he going to have to just work, man. He got to work. You know, you got to work because, you know, you're you one of the, the top premier um, positions in the game. You know, you got to bring it every night. Yeah, know? who gonna come at you every night, every yeah. night. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, he just gotta work. Gotta work on his game, work on his craft, work on his shot, work on his, his, his game as a point guard and running a team and knowing your teammates and knowing where they want the ball at this time and at that time, you know, it's, it's a lot of things you gotta learn, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause you playing with the best of the best, but I think he gonna be fine. He gonna be all right. All right. No doubt, man. We're talking to Ray Felton. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Throw a hashtag Nick's tape in the chat to salute Ray Felton. You know, Ray, every athlete has a career arc, right? You know, when I look at yours, you came in North Carolina, one of the best basketball schools ever, won a national championship, number five pick with the Bobcats. You know, you're the floor general five years with them. You come to Nick's tape and you're running the show. 
Then on the second half, it's more of a you know bench role, mentorship role. And you didn't play this past season. Um, how do you kind of reflect on that? I mean, I would have to imagine that it's kind of hard to kind of deal with you know, the realities that, you know, you, you're coming close to the end. How, how do you look at that? I look at it like it, it is going to be a day, you know, where you're going to, you're going to have to hang up them shoes, but I'm going to go out on my terms. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to go out with nobody telling me, well, I think it's it for you now. I think, um, no, this is, that's just not, that's not who I made, how I made my name. I'm going to go out on my terms. I'm going to go out when I'm ready. And I still got some left in me, you know, rather it's going to be here or if it, even if I go across that water and play, I still want to play basketball. I don't have to, but I want to because I love to play. I want to play. I want to play at a high level and be competitive. You know, hopefully I can, you know, get on somebody's team and be that veteran, be that guy that you could put in a game and, you know, he still know how to win games and he still know how to run a team. You know what I'm saying? Be that guy who can help in the locker room and help the young guys, help develop these guys because, you know, a lot of these guys are missing that. A lot of these guys are missing. They have player development in the game now, but you still need a guy who's been in the game, who's played, who know who know what to deal with things off the court, on the court, you know, different things like that that can give back. And I, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to give back to the younger guys because you know they they need it for real. A lot of these guys do need that. Yeah, and and these guys are coming out younger and younger, man. These teams are getting a lot younger, so you definitely need those savvy vets to help get these guys in order. Um, is there anything when you look back over your career? Is there anything you feel like um, you could have done better, or is there anything that you any regrets like from you know early in in your career? Well, I mean, I really don't have you know saying too many regrets because I feel like you know my career thus far has been has been a blessing. It's been great. You know, I I can't complain. You know, is there a lot, little things, little hiccups here and there that I wish I could change? Yeah, of course, you know what I'm saying? But like, do I change anything that I've had so far? Man, it's been a blessing. I've been a blessing to play 14 seasons and, yeah. you know, play in some great cities uh, amongst a, a lot of great guys and great players and great coaches. I mean, just being an NBA player is just a blessing and has been a blessing for me and my family since 2005. So. I can't have, I can't sit here and say I have any regrets, but if there's little things that I would tweak and change because I've got more knowledge of the game and what's provided, what's needed, what you need to do as a player, of course, there's things I would change for sure. I hear that, man. And and then lastly, you know, how do you want to be remembered as a basketball player? How, how do you, how should, how should the fans remember Ray Felton? Man, just a, just a guy who's going to bring it every night, man. I don't care who I'm playing against. It can be the the supposed to be the best point guard in the NBA, but I didn't care. You know, that that player was gonna shake my hand after the game and, mm-hmm. and be like, man, you 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 tough. You you bring it no matter what. And that's just how I am, man. I mean I give you yep. an example of, you know, Steph Curry came in and dropped fifty one points. I was about to mention that. <laughs> he dropped fifty one points on me, but I, I made two plays at the end of the game, blocked this shot and stole the ball from him to, to seal the game. Still had to close it. Still yep. got to close him. It didn't matter. That's just who I was, you know I mean? No matter what, you know, this is just the NBA, man. Guys going to score points on you. Guys going to score. Guys going to have nights where the basket is big as an ocean. I've had those nights before. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to happen. So, you know, it's just all about, you know, just being a dog and being a grinder and just never giving up. And that's what I want to be known as. I want, I just want my respect. You don't got to give me no all-star accolades. You don't got to give me this and give me that. Just respect me as a as a player. When you hear Ray Felton, you be like, yeah, he 
he gonna bring it. He brings it. You know, he's he, he was one of those players that you you better be ready to go that night. You know, and that's that's it. I just want to show you. That's it. Jails, that's, that's how them South Carolina boys are bred, man. We had Xavier McDaniel on the other day too, yeah. man. That, that's that that's that bulldog in him, man. Exactly. You know what I mean? Bulldog mentality. Shout, shout out to the X man. Um, Ray, talk to talk a little bit about Team Felton. You know, you're doing a lot of great things in the community. Um, yeah. Team Felton being one of those things. Give the fans a little idea about what Team Felton is about and some of the accomplishments that that you guys have uh, uh, achieved over the over the years. Um, well, I mean, it's just it's just something I, I started, man, when I was, mm, when my nephew was 12 years old. I started at 12, just help, to help sponsor a team that he was already on. And eventually the next year I took over the whole program and turned it into my, my own program and just, you know, been doing it for 10 plus years. And just being able to just give back to the kids, man, and just like, just give them an opportunity to go play in front of college coaches and be in these big time tournaments and be seen and be able to get a free ride. And I'm just one of those programs that I don't want nothing from the kids. I don't want no money from them. I don't want no money back for them. I don't want anything. I just want to see them be successful and succeed. Whether it's a full scholarship, to me, a full scholarship to college right there, that's success right there. That's, that's where it stops for me. Now I've had guys who, 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 who's in the NBA now, you know, I, I got guys who playing professional baseball. I got guys who got opportunity to go play professional football here coming up next year or the next two years. Like, so, you know, my program has, has been, I think, just an outlet for these kids to just be seen and just express their talent and show their talent. And it's just something that just dear to me now. And now I'm, I'm getting into the, the, um, the girls now. So now I got third grade all the way up to 11th grade, boys and girls. Mm. I'm just trying to just trying to give back, man. Just yeah. that I that I was able to get a hold to later in my career because you know I, I didn't bloom until late into my career because I was just from a small town and we just I didn't I wasn't able to go to these big tournaments until I was able to get to the right AAU team. So right. just to be able to provide that for these kids at, at such an early age, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just just my way of giving back, man. And like like I say all the time, and I tell every parent, like, look, I don't want nothing from you. You know, I don't want nothing from you, and I ain't gonna pay you for your child either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Nobody yeah. give you no money for your your child to play for Team Felton. Like, if you want to play for this this organization, you're more than welcome. If, if your son or whoever makes the team, but I think I'm gonna pay you for your child to play on this team, or I'm gonna take anything from your child. I don't want nothing. I don't need no money from them, and I don't want no money. And I'm also not going to give you no money. But I also have done situations where I tell them, like, look, if you want to come see your child play, like, just talk to me. You know, I, I understand it. Like, I've been there. My parents my parents could never come see me go play in an AU tournament. They couldn't They couldn't afford it. You know what I'm saying? So if, you're able, if you need a little help going somewhere to a tournament, I'm more than welcome to, 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 to do that. But I'm not about to give you no money just for your child to come play on IT. I'm not doing that. But... I mean, Team Felton has been great, man. You know, shout out to my man, Fred Cannon, man. He's been great. Shout out, he's Coach my, Cannon. Yeah, he's, man. He's, he's, been, he's been amazing. He's been great. I've been able to just concentrate on basketball. He's been he's been running that program to the to, to the T. My program went from a small, just one team, to two teams, to now it's a whole entire organization. So mm. I got to get all the credit and all the shout out to him, man. I'll just, I'll just be there when I can to, to show love to the kids and, and like see them play and support them and fund it, you know, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. But then 
he's he's the guy that do the, that does the legwork. He's the guy that I got to give this dog the love to. Yeah, and shout out Coach Cannon, man. 80 scholarship recipients, Jalis, in men's basketball, women's basketball, and football. Notable alums, Bam Adebayo, Harry Giles have come through Team Felton. You got Joey Baker playing for Duke. And okay. and your nephew, Talik Felton. Uh, uh, Jalik Felton playing playing at UNC, man. So um, that that's very honorable, what you're doing in the community and, and giving these kids an opportunity to succeed, man. Very, Absolutely. very dope. Very dope. Education, man. Big deal. (laughs) Absolutely, man. And and Ray, you know, um, another question, obviously, there's so much going on in the country right now. You have the civil unrest. You have all these police killings. We're in the middle of a pandemic. How have these events and these issues impacted you? You know, you're a father yourself. Have you had that conversation with your son? How has that been impacting you and your family? Man, I get, I get, I get angry, man, when I, when I think about it, man, because you know we living in a, we living in a in a time in the world right now where it's just, it's it's, it's, it's not okay, man. It's not okay what they're doing. It's not okay for my my son to come to me and say he he he's scared to be our African American. Like he he's scared, and it, and it pissed me off. It, it, it really pissed me off, man. I'm kind of getting pissed right now talking about it, hmm. but. It's just like, you know, it's it's, 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 it's it's hurtful, man. It's hurtful that, you know, that now, like now they want to, now people want to listen. Now people want to yeah. want to talk about it. Now people want to step up and say, are we doing this? Are we doing that? I'm getting emails from all kinds of companies and mm. different people want to want to speak out about it now saying that we, we, we support the movement. We, you know, Black Lives Matter. I mean, this stuff been going on for so long. We have been for 400 years, man. Seriously, man. (laughs) Even a year ago. (laughs) So now now all of a sudden, everybody getting on board. And I like it. No no, no offense to that. Like, that's great. I'm glad that, you know, people are starting to step up. People are starting to wake up now and see what's going on. But like I said before, this has been going on for way long, man. And, you know, it's just time out for it. It it, it needs to stop. And it got to stop. And um, just you know, just dealing with that situation with my son, man. Just telling him like, I'm not, nah, you're not gonna be afraid to be a a, a a young black man in this in this world, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all y'all the future, you know. And I'm not gonna allow you to be scared to be black. I'm not gonna allow you to to not be proud to be black. And power. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not going down in my household, you know what I'm saying? That's that's not that's not going down, you know. So I come from the country. I come from South Carolina. I come from you know, I've dealt with those things that they, that people are dealing with. You know, I've been in situations being stopped by a cop and being uh, racially, you know, profiled, and you know, I've dealt with it myself, hands on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's just it's just something that's been going on for way long, man. And it's just it's just time out for it now. And we, and honestly, as a as African Americans and as the as the black community, we sick of it. We tired. We that's done. Right. Real. That that you know, that's a fact, man. Yeah, that's like, a fact. It's, we over it, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's just what it is. And I know people just coming out talking about, well, it's not the way to go about it. It's not the way to do it. We shouldn't do it this way, the way y'all doing things. And it's like, man. I mean, what y'all want us to do? Yeah. Like, I mean, what y'all want us to do? We, we've we tried to, the calm protesting. We've tried it. Mm-hmm. Well, we've tried it y'all way. So now we're doing it our way. Now we're doing it another way. So now maybe we can get y'all attention. And I'm not saying I'm, a, I'm, I'm about violence because I'm not. I'm not about violence. But I'm not about killing our people either. It's true. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm true. Not, so um, I mean, it's just I don't know. I mean, it's just it's a lot going on, man. With the, 
yeah. with the corona coronavirus stuff and then now this going on you know it's just it's just tough times man as a father man i gotta do what i gotta do to protect my family and make sure they there make sure they educated and make sure they understand what's really going on out here yeah absolutely man you hit it on the head and and i'm a father as well my, my son's an infant but it's a conversation that i'm gonna have to have with him and eventually you know, because as yeah. you said, we most of us have, have been through those situations. And a lot of people yep. don't understand that, Jails. They just look at the statistic and say, oh, it's low. But, you know, a lot of it, you know, I've been stopped and frisk in the middle of New Everybody. York City. You know, I've been followed home and, you know, cop chase tailing me as I get off the expressway, pull me over my driveway and say, oh, you know, there's been there's been robberies in the neighborhood. You look suspicious. Like all, all that happens. And, and that's not yep. a part of the statistics, but it's a very real situation. That when, nope. when those those sirens hit, you know, somebody like me, I got, bro, I, ha- I got all the windows down, all my paperwork is out the window, hands on the wheel, lights is on, Jails. I, I don't play because I don't I don't give them a reason to, to slip. There you you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's, it's an emotional thing. It's, it's been an emotional past couple of weeks, man. I got to agree with you on that one, right? For sure. I agree with you on that, man. It's emotional right now, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and no offense to to the cops throughout the world because there are some good cops. Mm-hmm. I will say that there are some good cops. There are a lot of good cops. I have cop friends, you know, white and black. Mm-hmm. So I don't discriminate either. Like you know, it ain't it ain't that. It ain't just I got good black cop friends. No, I got white cop friends too. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that if you see a man doing something he ain't supposed to, like like step in and say, look, that ain't right. Stop. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Just step in, you know, and 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 that's just what it's all about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you that's just in everyday life, if I see one of my friends doing something he it's gonna get him in trouble or doing something that he ain't supposed to do that's not right, I'm gonna step in as a friend. I'm gonna say, look, you need to chill. Like you need to stop. You know what I'm saying? It's just I don't know, man. I can I could talk all day about this yeah. situation, man. It's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot, and there's a lot going on right now, and it's and it's just it's gonna have to stop. It's simple as that. True story. Well said, man. And we're talking to Raven Felton. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Throw a Knicks tape in the chat for Ray Fell. Um, Ray, just just to close it out, first again, again, we just want to thank you for for giving us some time and sharing it with the fans, especially during these times, um, to, to have a welcome distraction and kind of talk about the good old days. What's your final message to the fans, man? What do you want to say to the fans in the chat and the Knicks fans worldwide that, you know, appreciated your, your times here? <laughs> First of all, thank you two guys, man, for having me on, man. This is this was good. This is, you know, gives me a give me a chance to get away and be able to talk about basketball and talk about things that's going on in life. So, you know, man, appreciate, appreciate you. You having me on, man. I appreciate that, man. Um, but to the Knicks fans, man, you know, hey, it's been it, it was great. It was wonderful. I even come back, you know, if they if, if, if they take me back in New York, you know what I'm saying? And hey. Be that veteran, be that guy, you know, to help those young guys over there that they have now. But um Y'all, y'all fans have always been great. Y'all always been uplifting to me and just everything that I've, I've been through and dealt with, even when I was in New York, whether it was good or bad, y'all always had my back. Y'all always, you know, appreciate who I was as a person and as a player. You know, ain't nothing but love for me, man, all day from here. Well said, man. Well, Ray, yeah. thanks again. We we threw the the link in the chat to Team Felton. If you guys want to read some more about what Team Felton has going on, mm-hmm. if you want to donate to Team Felton, support Ray Fell and and uh, Coach Cannon and the guys. And Ray, hopefully you come back and join us down the road, man. But best of luck, best best of success to you, and stay healthy, yeah. bro. Thanks again for the time, man. No problem, man. Like I said, thanks for having me again, man. Anytime, I'll come rock with y'all anytime. All right, oh. no doubt, Raymond Felton. 
Ray. Ray Fell, appreciate you, Ray. Thank, thanks again, man. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Another post-game live production. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man J. Ellis from Nick Time Show. That was a good one, J. Ellis. That was a good one, man. It, 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 I, it's, uh, let me fix my camera up. Ray, Ray's a stand-up guy, man. I like him, man. Solid. I, I definitely appreciate that. Salute to Coach Ken and everybody at um, Team Felton as well. Jay Ellis, I'm um, going to throw it on you for a second while I fix my camera. We're going to get the phones open too. 657-383-1509. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Okay. Jay Ellis, so, where are your... Um, just want me to talk? Camera back up. Hold on. Okay. All right, give me give me some thoughts, Shales. All right, so um, standout comments. Number one, Kurt Thomas has jokes. <laughs> we gotta find Kurt, man. Like, we gotta find Kurt, bro. Yeah, the guy has the crazy eyes. He, he always comes off of this guy who's tough, hard nosed vet. He's not gonna take any mess. Come to find out in hard times, Kurt Thomas's jokes. Kurt was the last of the OGs, man. That's why I'm like, I would love to have him on the show, bro. He was the last of the Mohicans, bro. You know what I mean? The last of those stand-up mm-hmm. quality dudes. You know, Charlie Ward mentioned the gauntlet. Like, Kurt is one of those dudes. Like, he would have been, like, leading the gauntlet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and a guy that always came ready. Mm-hmm. Kurt never took a night off. Ever, 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 ever. You can never question... Kurt Thomas's work ethic and and Ray certainly pointed to him as one oh, of the heart. leaders on the team, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Number two, number two, yep. biggest thing. Uh that that Woodson, that Woodson cosign is hard. Woodson cosign. How about the fact that he felt like Woodson um could be flexible, could could adapt to yeah. today's player? That was interesting. You know, obviously, clearly Ray Fell thought, like we all thought, that Woodson got done dirty by Phil. Yeah. You know, what's what's and got done dirty by Phil. So um, very interesting that, uh, you know, he had those feelings and especially the adaptability part. I, I thought that was very interesting. Woodson was the guy who got the most out of J.R. Smith. Six man J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. Six man a year. Who who Phil gave away for nothing. <laughs> you know, he always. No, no, not just. No, no, not. He was part of the package, CP. That's it. That makes it worse. He was part of the package with Shumper. <laughs> yeah. For nothing. <laughs> they didn't even want. They didn't even. Yo, I was doing research on this the other day for the for my pod, mm-hmm. and they didn't even want. They didn't even. The Cavs owner didn't even think they was going to get J.R. Smith. They wasn't even trying to get him. Crazy. I, I'm. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. I'm gonna tell you this, man. <laughs> I honestly believe that from even those times. Mills was doing the negotiating on everything. It just seems everything that was botched mm. from the Tyson Chandler trade when they should have got Jay Crowder back, the mm. Shumper JR trade, you want to talk about Noah deal, outlandish deal. If Phil wasn't in there negotiating the numbers, that was you Steve Mills, right. bro. You know what? That CP? was Mills, bro. <laughs> that I was think, Mills from Evan, That makes Evan so Six, much man. sense. Yes. That makes so much sense. I'm I think you. I'm on board with this theory, man. That makes a lot of sense because, like, because Phil Jackson is in here. He's not a GM. He's trying to learn the ropes. He has to learn on the people who was here before. You go back, you realize every bad season that we ever had had Steve Mills involved. 
is a, and he he's in front he's in the office he knows that the out of working so he probably was the one doing these deals listen if if you think phil was in these things falling asleep and all that you think he's really in there worrying what the numbers are he's making 150 no. million dollars his bread is buttered already he's like yo do what you got to do i like this guy but go mm-hmm. get him you you do what it takes you know he was on manhattan beach somewhere bro. yeah <laughs> Mont- he was out in montana long you island know? somewhere oh. joe kim give, give me joe kim noah yeah, you know, Phil's he, smoking his mushrooms, man. Yeah, do what you gotta do. He he did chin ups on my on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if Jails? What if Mello had waited? What if Mello had waited? It would have been a lot better. The the X factor though still would have been stats health. Yes. I agree. Yeah, it was it, that was a ticking time bomb, right? That was never gonna. He was never gonna be a healthy stat, right? But yeah. I think at the same time, we, we would have had a good amount of depth, though, right? Because you would have had you could have went small. You would have had Wilson, who could guard the three, guard the four, maybe True. play a little two if you wanted to run big, right? You had Gallo, you had Mello, you could have ran right. Mello at the four at that time with a Mozgov at the five. Right. Or eventually going to the five, so I think they could have they could have um, you know survived the stat help, but because they would have had the depth. That's true. You could have, yeah, you could have moved, moved Milson or Danilo to the four, small ball four, uh, stretch the floor instead of going through Amari. Right. Then have Carmelo do his thing. That is true. And then and then you're growing. You're growing a young team, but you still have. A star. You know what I mean? Yeah. You still and have a star. You could space the floor. Danilo's coming into his own. You could have brought him off the bench when Stat was yeah. healthy. True. You had Wilson, who was who was a, who was your defender, could have taken the pressure off of Melo. All good points. Landry that Fields fell anything. off in his second year, but you had Landry Fields could have had at the two. He was shooting the three very well at the time. Yeah, Landry Field was a beast, man. For like he was for a year. <laughs> for a year. For he was a year. MVP. He was MVP. For a year. Rebounding, shooting threes. Yeah. A- a- absolutely, man. Um, so yeah, just solid. And and Rafael, Rafael regretted it, man. Yeah, I mean, unfortunate circumstances. He had nothing to do with it. It was all the, the front office making a move. Yeah. Melo putting the pressure. He wanted to get out. I think Melo wanted to get out of there fast. He wanted his money. He wanted yeah, that he too. Wanted I think money. it was a combination. I think yeah. he wanted his money, a, eh? and at the time, him and Coach Carl were going through it. He wanted to get out of there first. He, yeah, fast, Carl, fast. Carl. Carl. If you remember, Coach Carl was. It just, he, he seemed like the Grinch that stole Christmas back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. Man, he started losing his marbles like a couple years ago. So yeah, I'm not sure. Exactly. So I, that might have a lot to do with it as well. It's like you know, yeah. I can't even wait for this full year. I'm gonna just get out of here now. Yeah. 17 and 9, Jails. Yo, Rafael, I was remembering those years. I was like, that year, I was like, yo, Rafael needs to make the all-star team with that. Duh. 100%. He he was putting up all-star numbers, bro. Absolutely. He didn't make it. I remember the year before when he was in Charlotte, mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, I wish the Knicks had a guy like that on our team. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he be, when he, he shook loose as a free agent, Charlotte. I already knew uh, because we saw Duhon was beasted in that offense. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, you get Felton in here. He, he's going to do well. He's going to do well. This was plan B now after LeBron and them had ditched us. And you get right. stat. All right, you get stat. You get Felton. 
you know, you didn't expect them to have that much success in the beginning, but they 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 gelled quick, man, and felt and excelled in that in that offense. Yeah, man, very quickly. I was surprised how fast that stat kind of just changed his role so quickly. It was like, hey, I can be pick and roll guy, and I can ISO more too. I was like, well, I, I was so surprised how he upped this game. So stat, stat left it all on the line. Yeah, man, in those eight games. That, and that was he it. was best player in the league. Those <laughs> that was it. He was the MVP for eight games, JLs. Oh, my God. He left it all on the line in seven seconds or less. Word. You know what I'm saying? Scorpio brethren stat. Facts. Let's go down to Florida. (laughs) Um, Let's hear Jay's comments on the interview. Jay, how you feeling? What's up, my brothers? How y'all doing, man? How you doing, bro? I'm cool, man. I didn't hear the whole interview. I kind of caught it halfway. Did y'all ask him about the draft pick? Um, we talked about Cole Anthony. About we, we, draft? we talked about, about Cole Anthony because we weren't too sure how, how. Yeah, we talked about Cole Anthony, and and you would you would like it. He didn't he didn't say Halliburton. He said Cole. He said Cole. Oh he, he, he said you, you shouldn't. Know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> we all saying no Halliburton. Even my man Ray Fell, no Halliburton, bro. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> what I said. That's, no, that's not what I said. Jay. It's not what I said. I said he didn't mention Halliburton, but he we asked him about Cole specifically because of the Carolina connection. And both of them haven't worked with Chris Brickley and everything. And he said he said what a lot of people have said about Cole was that you got to be careful looking at the, the North Carolina stint. And I agree with it. Number one, it was injury shortened. The team was trash. Wasn't, yep. you know, built around his strengths. And it was a short, you know, it was a short game. He didn't get to play in the ACC tournament. Didn't get to play in March Madness. Right. So I, I, I think it's a short yeah. it's a short tape on, on Cole at the college level. So that's very hard to say, project who he's going to be at the pro level. He got to be the pick, man. Anyway, did y'all see Bobby Porter's get into a full-on argument with me on Twitter, bro? I did, I did. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jay and yeah. Bobby Portis have gotten into it to the point where Berman was writing articles about it. Yeah, Bobby Bobby wanted the smoke. With, <laughs> Bobby seemed like he wanted the smoke with every Knicks fan and their mom this past week, JLs. Bobby was not happy. He was a, he can't be he can't be coming back, man. There's no way he's coming back after that. No, I don't yeah. see it. I don't think so. Y'all think he's coming back? I don't think so. Not at fifteen million. I don't think so. Nah, I've read. I've read. Yeah, he gotta be out. I think him and Randall, bro. And I was telling like him and Randall on on that on this young team makes no sense, bro. You can't continue to look off Knox and all these young kids that need shots and minutes and development and just just go for yours. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I can't handle another year with Randall and Portis, bro. Problem is, you you need a guy to hold those guys accountable. If those guys are the leaders of the offense, the leaders of your team, if Randall's, it, you're in trouble. That's just what it is. That's yeah, true. We, That's you know. true. But Jay, but Jay, give me so give the give the fans thing. give the fans a synopsis, a, a, a quick overview of of the interaction with you and Portis. What happened? Yeah, so I got on Twitter. I was on um I was on my man Nick Central, Alex, my boy. You know, going back and forth with him, and I guess he had communicated with Bobby, and then I said that you know Bobby's a selfish player. Bobby came back to me and said, oh, how are you going to call me selfish? I got the least amount of minutes over the last two years in the NBA. I come in, I I never complain. I said, Bobby, bro, you're on a a one-year prove-it deal, man. You ain't really trying to help the team or help develop these young players. He was like, oh, I'm selfish. I'm I'm the problem. You're calling me, and all I do is try to – I'm like, bro, yeah, because half the time you either look to shoot a three – or you back people down and shoot a little over the, the left shoulder hook. 
<laughs> right? You don't do no playmaking. You try to help none of the young fellas. Like Knox is soft, so he's not gonna quit. He's not gonna check you. Right, but he'd be, be more reason why right? he's unit. not passing it to Kev. He knows Kev ain't ready, man. Bobby's letting it fly, Jalen. <laughs> right. Let it fly. I'm like, come on, bro. You're not passing so it to Knox. You with, with me and a, and a couple other fans. Then you had uh, Bobby Porter's fanboys from from the Razorback. Oh, uh, Arkansas fan came came for you. I've never even seen on Nick's Twitter trying to defend him. Like, bro, come on, this dude is, is selfish. <laughs> JJ just said, just look. We at don't him. need anybody like him or Randall on his team moving forward. We need to move the ball. We need people that that. That encouraged teamwork. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. That's fair. It was it was funny though. If y'all get a chance, just five day on Twitter, go check it out. Hey, <laughs> no doubt. Free, appreciate it. <laughs> Yo, Jay Jay's becoming a fan favorite on Knicks Fan TV. Man. Oh, He's man. hilarious, bro. My other Jay. Yo, shout out to uh yo, shout out to Stephen Weeks who uh sent the super chat for yes, sir. 499. Absolutely. Says, great job, great job on the interview. Appreciate it, Thanks. appreciate it. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Want to shout out all the mods. Vegan X, what's going on? Surge is in the building, J. Ellis. Surge! Big Surge is in the building, and he spin sends that. us a super chat. DJ, spin that. He says, big ups to Knicks Fan TV for its adaptability. No Nick games, no problem. Props for reinvent- reinventing on the fly. Hashtag respect. Hashtag LaMelo2020. Oh. So Big Surge has put his uh, hat in the ring. For one LaMelo ball, JLs. A lot of hats there. A lot of hats. It's a lot, a of, lot hats. of hats in his ring. Yo, DJ, spin that. Yo, DJ, spin that. Yo, DJ, spin that. Yo, DJ, spin Absolutely. Um, let's shout out Ultimate Gamer as well. Sends us a super chat, JLs. Salute to Ultimate Gamer. Um, if you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out. Remember that these shows are available in audio podcast format, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, and Stitcher. Remember to share these videos as well. Very important that you share these videos wherever. Facebook, Twitter, email somebody, text somebody. Doesn't matter. The more the merrier. One person grows this thing uh, tremendously, JL. It's, it's a social mm-hmm. media. That's, a, that's an impact of social media. You got to share these videos. Uh, and we got another yeah. one. We, we got another one in the works, JLs. I can't, I can't announce it before, you know. <laughs> yeah. We got a blockbuster in the works too, man. But um, shout out Ray Felton, definitely appreciate it. Shout out everybody at Team Felton as well. Uh, make sure you guys um, go out there and and support them for sure. A um, couple more phone calls as well. Let's hear from Zay from Maryland. Zay, how you feeling, bro? What's going on, guys? How you feeling? Good, man. How you doing? All right. Good, good, good. Uh, first off. Great interview. Thanks, bro. Uh, the Raymond Felton interview is great, man. You guys keep on putting out good content. Thank you, bro. Uh, that's dope. Dope, dope. Um, and uh, second, uh, second thing is, man, I got to address the, the, the Cole Anthony slander that's going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of people calling Cole Anthony a bum and he's trash and all that stuff, talking about they don't want him. But I'm like, Lomelo is not that much greater than, like, less than Cole Anthony. Like, LaMelo played, like, 12 games, and he, he averaged, like, so-so numbers as far as, like, his averages. And Cole Anthony played twice the amount of games that had similar averages. Like, he averaged more points per game. He He's, like, one or two shy of assists per game. Like, it's not that often where Cole Anthony's a bum, but LaMelo is a must-have. Like, I think at six, if we do end up with six, like I don't want, I don't even want to trade up for Lamelo. I'd rather just go after, just grab Cole Anthony because 
you've seen how much like he's been in the gym since high school. He's working. You've seen plenty of tape on Cole Anthony, so you know he's a hard worker. Lamelo, I don't. I mean, I just I'm a little shaky on Lamelo on actual like growing his like all this issues that he's had the past year. He's had pretty much since high school, mm-hmm. and they haven't gotten better. So like, I just can't trust he he can develop as quick as uh what Cole Anthony was lacking last year. Um, so it's like, I don't know what it is. Like, what's y'all take, like, at six? Are you okay with getting Cole Anthony? I'd probably go Halliburton, bro. If Halliburton say I'd rather go Halliburton. Give me the you guy that could. Yeah, I'd rather Halliburton. i go Killian. you go Killian Hayes? Mm-hmm. I would go Halliburton just be, because, uh, give me somebody that could get, that's a more efficient three-point shooter, Jalis. And a better di- distributor, a be- better facilitator than Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's looking like a, a, a score first option, which may not be bad, but the question is, are you going to get enough facilitating, especially in, in the first year? If you got Randall still there, forget about it. That ball ain't moving. Yeah. I, I'll i go kill him my, because... My thing with that is... Fin- finish oh, your yeah. thought, Jails. My thing with that is like... Uh, Jails, go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay, you know, I'll go kill him because I feel like he can be... like. A, a more of a lead guard, um, more more so than Halliburton, at, at least anyway. Still, still, I'm um, still a tall guard. Um, because hit, hit the at least hit the step back three. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that the I know the catch and shoot threes haven't been hitting, but you figure since the step back threes are hitting, you you figure it's a matter of time before the a, a standstill catch and shoot three is going to hit as well. So I feel like he can be like a a pretty good two way point guard that's tall for us. The the question is the question is Zay and people in the chat. Do you feel like Cole Anthony can be up the playmaker that we'll need alongside RJ to really make this thing go? Yeah, because you don't want to be his RJ yeah, turn Cole turn thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can. I mean, I think mm. I think uh, forever we 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 shot ourselves in the, in the foot a lot uh, as Knicks fans with like. Not Knicks fans, but like the team with like point guards. With with point guards, point guards is like we gotta have a point guard that can create and make their own shots first, so that can open up the floor for everybody else. And we haven't had that That's in a true. long time. Like, That's true. Uh, no more of like the. I mean, Frank is cool and all that. Like Dennis, like we just need a point guard that can. If he if his shot isn't hitting, he can either get it to another teammate or like he can create a shot by getting fouled. Like, yeah. I think uh, him and RJ would be similar to Russ and uh, James Harden. Hey, yeah, I'd love to like, see it. They could be a similar playing style. <laughs> uh, I'd love to see it, man. Appreciate the calls, eh? I'd love to nah, see I'm it. Not... <clears throat> yeah, listen, I'm not doubting Cole. I'm just, I'm just saying I think Halliburton would be the safer pick. I think Cole. It certainly has more potential. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see Halliburton being the safest pick because of his um his athletic. The thing he has over Killian is probably be a little more athleticism, and you know you know what you're gonna get from him. Yeah, he doesn't have a high ceiling to me, but you know he's going to fit wherever he goes. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, I, I'm taking a little. I'm taking a little bit of the gamble on Killian, saying you know he has a higher, a little higher, a little bit higher of a ceiling. Okay. And uh, can possibly be like a, a lead guard for us long term and not just like a, a really good um, glue guy. Got it. 
Got it. Um, salute to everybody in the chat. Shout out Gino Evegno, JLC's He's new listening from Cali. Um, we had somebody in the chat checking in from Serbia earlier today. So salute to everybody worldwide. Throw your cities in the chat. Let us know where you guys are checking in from um, so we can shout you guys out. want to shout out Alan Berman, who sent us a super chat. JLC says, um, salute, fellas. Great interview as always. If we draft a point guard, get rid of Randall Portis and bring in the Morris twins. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> bring well, I mean, listen, listen. We got we got we got more super chat comments. <laughs> Shout out to her Lewis Luck. Gives us five dollars on the super chat. Says we don't need a point guard. We got point Randall. <laughs> oh gosh! Come on, Louie. Come on, man. <laughs> Good point, Louie. Nah, Good point. Louis. I can't, I can't do that, man. Cannot do that at all. Salutes above the rim. He says, um, "I hope Cole doesn't end up like Austin Rivers." Interesting. Interesting. Also, hmm. though, there was a lot of hype for Austin Rivers, man, when he came into the league, JLs. Top prospect yeah. in the country, a lot of hype for Austin Rivers. You know, it's, yeah, he's, right he's been a, he's been a solid role player, but he, he yeah, never lived up to the hype. You're right about that. You know what I mean? He goes off in spurts. Yeah, he goes off in spurts. You go. That's why he's a bench player. You know, quick, quick into the offense type of thing. Um, salute to Lee Bloxham checking in from London, J. Ellis. Salute to all my London people out there. Uh, we got NBA analysis checking in from BK. Nightcat Moon checking in from the Bronx. Salute to Nightcat Moon. Okay. Uh, we got Pablo Alonso checking in from Spain. Buenas noches. What time is it? 9 o'clock, 6, 10 o'clock okay. in Spain, bro. We were all wide, Jails. All right. I can't think of any Spanish words to say right now. Uh, <laughs> hola. <laughs> you got that? Simple and plain. <laughs> Simple and plain. All right. Two more callers. Let's go Uptown Harlem, USA. Will, what's going on, bro? Good afternoon, folks. What's going on? CPJLS, what's going on? How you doing, man? What's going on, man? All right, all right. Hey, man, I just want to uh, talk about uh, Ray Felton. Okay, what's up? Um, yeah, man, I just want to say, I know y'all, y'all been uh, fans for a while, too, but with me, long time, long time. But when he was here, when he was healthy, bro, he was a dog. You yep. know what I'm saying? Every time he got injured or in fact, I think that's when we slipped too, man. But he was a dog when he was here. Ray 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 was scrappy, man. Ray was scrappy. Yeah. He got he got the team in order, JLS. He fought. You know what I mean? He listen, he wasn't the best on ball defender, but he got in the passing lanes. He averaged about two steals a game. And and, and let me shoot some bail right. too. I don't think he was ever big on our team. I feel like he got big because he left our team. He was big on and Portland. He didn't want to leave. He was big on Portland. He, yeah, he, he didn't want to leave. Out of shape on Portland, so he yeah. wanted to stay here when he was in New York. Yeah, was... I, I think I, I, I think I think they should have had a, a conversation, like he said that summer with, with or before that, where Mellon was like, "Yo, man, just chill out, bro. We gonna get this thing over." They should have called Mello, man, and told him to wait. <laughs> yeah, man, they was close like that, so a call should have been made, man, and we would have gave Miami. Uh, run for their money, bro. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm telling you, bro. Will they should have called Mello and told him to wait? Stat should have been like, you know what? I'll give you a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My contract is good bread. I'm not. Uh, gonna, I'm not gonna play that much. Exactly. So I'll cut you a couple checks. Exactly. And maybe you should have the wine baths earlier too. That Facts. might have <laughs> Facts, man. <laughs> appreciate appreciate the call, Will. Um, let's hear it from my guy Jay Boogie Jails. Jay Boogie from North Carolina wants to talk. Uh, Knicks. Jay Boogie, how you feeling, bro? Okay. I'm I'm doing good. How, how everybody doing? Everybody staying healthy and safe, man. That's good, man. Yes, sir. Protect your home. 
and protect your family and your kids and everything, man. I just want to say that. And shout out to my man, Ron. I want to say, man, 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 <laughs> man. And shout out to all the Jays. But to let y'all know, Felton is the type of point guard leader we need on the bench. Them guys that we got on our team for veterans, they no, ain't no veterans. Them it, guys bro. is trying to hold on to a job in the yes. league. They ain't yes. showing nobody what to do. They ain't learning them guys nothing because they're so busy worried about themselves. Self. Raymond is the type of person. You hear what he said? Jason was telling him how to get here, get there, be there. That's what we need. That's what you call veteran yeah. leadership. Absolutely, and just to bro. let y'all know, down here in Carolina, that boy Cole is working hard. He's looking mm. good. Okay. That boy Ingram is looking good. I figure I'll let JL know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stop saying that's your old name, man. You still a J Boogie, man. Peace and love, man. I'm out, man. <laughs> J Boogie, man. That's that's my guy, J Ellis. That's my guy. He's still holding on to the Ingram dream. I don't see it, Jay. I don't see it, bro. But see it, you know, man. I'd love to I'd love to dream a little bit, but I I don't see the Ingram thing happening. They need um, to change the rules so we can like we, we can put in our offers for um restricted free agents earlier like yeah. 10 days before free agency yeah you know man i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry to say this to everybody the more we do these interviews man the more i want cp3 on this team bro i'm sorry i was thinking the I'm same sorry thing. man i'm crazy i'm going against my principles the more I we talk to these vets, whether it's X-Men, whether it's she, whether it's Raymond Felton jails, whether it's Charlie Ward, we need a good veteran on this team, bro. Think about yeah. it. If CP3 comes here, it's not about the money. He's already getting paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, man. He's already got the bag. Getting the right vet here can change. Can change culture. the trajectory, bro. Yeah. And I know I kind of had this argument with Knicks fans before, but um, about because Knicks fans want to go to the extreme and just go all young and have no vets whatsoever. You can't do that. You can't do that because whenever you, not even just our interviews, but whenever you just read, because I, I I read a lot of interviews, and when you whenever you read the interviews, you hear the same thing. I learned so much from my vet, such and such and such. That's the reason why I know how to move in this game, how to act when we lose, how to keep take care of my body, how to like you keep hearing that same thing, and it makes you really value the right vet. So I, you need I the right you. vet, man. Get me CP3 in here with uh, get me CP3 in here with Taj. That's good. I don't need Mellow here. I love Mellow. I don't need Mellow here. Give me CP3, Taj, a bookend vets. Give me a vet on the wing. I'll keep Reggie Bullock. For the right price, sales. For the right price. I'm not trying to go crazy. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to go crazy. Yeah. All right? Ooh. Let me just preface that before people in the chat. Like, oh, <laughs> no, no. I'm not trying to go crazy on the deal. But if there's a cheap deal to be had, don't worry about the money for free agency. We're not getting anybody anyway. So we're talking about development. This is a development trade, JLs. Mm-hmm. To set us on the course. Get it right. Since we got these guards. Right. If all these guards here or might be here. Think about it. Just think about it. That's all I'm saying. Just think about it. So, that's all I'm saying. You know. Start a little stirring. Just stir the chat up a little bit, Jail. See, <laughs> see who's still awake. Away. You know what I mean? See who's, <laughs> see who's still awake, man. But, um, yeah, good show. Good show, Jail. Uh, I thought, yeah, I, once again, appreciate Raymond Felton for coming on. Facts. 
had a, had a good time, man. He's staying staying up guy. Definitely appreciate it. I know the fan base was looking forward to this interview. And um, we're working on some more. We're working on some more. We're working on some more content. Don't worry, man. Uh, Knicks, it's, it's, it may be a while for, for more uh, uh, some new Nick games, but we're going to keep working over here, man. So we, we definitely appreciate everybody for tuning in and, and supporting. One of the things they propose in jails is a potential regional summer league type of situation. What do you think about that? Yes. Let's do it. I want to see Knicks basketball before December. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see it, man. We'll, we'll call it the Teray Murray Invitational. <laughs> we'll call it the the, uh, the Jeremy Tyler Invitational Tournament. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Torrey. Let's, let's just let's just let's just do the cookout. You know, we always talk about the proverbial once Nick always in the cookout. We make just make it a big weekend, man. We'll, we'll, we'll do a little barbecue outside. We bring back all the old guys, washed up guys that we stand for. You know what I mean? Bring back Marty Collins. Marty Collins ain't doing nothing. Marty, come on down, suit up. You know? Yeah. Get it cracking. What's Sky, Mont- what's Skywalker what's Taylor doing? doing these days? What's Skywalker doing? You want to call Billy Walker? Let's call Billy Walker. Call Bill- Let's call Billy. <laughs> Let's call Billy. We can get Tony Douglas. Tony ain't doing nothing, man. We call yeah, Tony yeah, Douglas Tony. something. You know? I'm for Tony. That's it, Billy. man. Who, who, who's got Quincy Acey's number? Quincy Acey's ready to go, Jail. He's ready to roll. Jason Smith. Jason Smith? What's Jason Smith doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, man. But yeah, who knows? I, I don't. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, good stuff, Jail. Let's go ahead and, uh, and sign out. Anthony Randolph. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to everybody who enjoys the Nick and Tom show. Uh, new episode is dropping this week. Just stay stay tuned for that. You can always check the blog for, for new blogs um, at the Nick and Tom show.com. Always listen to old episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Um, and yeah, always buy merch too. Merch is, is, is moving slow because of COVID stuff, but it'll get there. Trust me, trust me, trust me. That is all. Keep it short and sweet. Back to the CP. Yes, sir. Great job as usual, JL. And um, suits everybody that joined in once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Number one show for the fans, by the fans. Remember to share these videos. Uh, hit that like button. Comment after you view it live. And, and uh, yeah, man, just continue to support us. We'll continue to support the fan base. And we appreciate all the love. Make sure you guys be safe out there. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. We'll catch up midweek and just uh, vibe with the fans. <laughs> what else, Jails? Alan Berman says bring back Frank Williams. What's Frank? Frank is available. We'll bring Frank in. Remember that? Remember Frank? Yeah, I'm Frank. I'm, he, I'm laughing because the names are still coming in. That's yeah, why I'm laughing. He, he was George. The, <laughs> bring back George. Bring back George. I mean, both. Bring back bring back the guy, George, and bring back George. <laughs> make, him, make him play in George. Make him play in George. And then bring Rashid. And have him play in Georgia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she she's ready to come back. Yeah, she said he was down to come back whenever, man. So whenever you guys want Rasheed Wiles back on, man, just let us know. She's ready to come back. Um, somebody in the chat said, "Bring back Endow." I say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he costs so us too much, Dallas. He costs us too much. <laughs> Endow is not invited to the cookout. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd rather have Travis Ware. Call Travis up, man. He's not Travis Ware, the greatest number six <laughs> to ever wear Nick jersey. Travis Ware, bring you, bring you, bring you, bring you. Hey, bring remember you. that game when we went into Cleveland and beat the Cavs and Travis Ware like blocked LeBron in one defensive yeah, play? Yeah, LeBron stopper. Yeah, yeah, he was the LeBron stopper for like five minutes, bro. Yeah, way before Mario was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We could bring in Jimmy Fedette. He's box office. He'll shoot. Oh, definitely got to get. Yeah, definitely got to get Jimmy. Jimmy with the Jimmy from three. Yeah, definitely got to bring. Yeah, Jimmy Fedette. We'll we'll bring him in to sell tickets. You know, he can still light it up. Absolutely, he'd be marquee. Facts. That's it, man. So think about it, man. The once Nick, always a Nick cookout. We're gonna schedule it, Jails. You know, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it, Jails. Why not be this summer? We're gonna make it happen. The X Man as a coach. Mm. (laughs) We'll put Oak as the other coach. Oh, I got. Huh? We got, we got, we got, we got to do run our tests as the other coach. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's been Meta's been dying to get into the yeah. ring. We'll, we'll make Meta yeah. be the coach on one side, X Man the coach on the other side. <laughs> hey, this, it's gonna, it's gonna happen, bro. It's gonna happen. We're gonna make it happen, man. Definitely gonna be yeah. Yeah, man. Anyway, good, good lad, people. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Salute to everybody once again. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Andy Routins. Andy Routins. <laughs> I say no. All right, peace. <laughs>